hello, welcome. It is so good to have you back for another episode of Fresh Take. I am Brad Ruggles. I'm Matt Gaylor. And we have a uh, full studio here today. We have two special individuals joining us, and we're excited about what they have to share because they represent an organization that we personally, with our church, are partnering with called Family Promise. And we have Amber and Nancy here in the studio with us. So welcome. Good to have you guys here. Thank you. And I want to give you a moment here on the top to introduce yourself so our audience can get to know who you are. And maybe in the process, you can talk a little bit about, before we dive into too much about what Family Promise is, kind of like from a high level, what attracted you to this form of outreach or organization to begin with there? So Amber, we'll start with you. Okay. My name is Amber Janes. I'm on the board of directors for Family Promise of Hamilton County. Um, And what drew me to this nonprofit specifically is that their mission is to keep families together while they're experiencing homelessness. Um, The goal is, the idea is that you're stronger when you're together. So that's, that's really what drew me into this organization. Mm. You're the, you're the reason we got involved. Because I just showed up at your doorstep. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah. passionate enough about this uh, this ministry, this organization that, uh, yeah, you were out knocking on doors and trying to drum up some involvement, and, yeah. and we were intrigued by that. Yeah, so along so. with um, Pastor Matt and Pastor Brad, my church, New Joy, will also be a host congregation for yeah. Family yeah. Promise. Yeah. And are you from the Indiana area originally? I'm or? not originally from Indiana. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Ooh, um, <laughs> grew up in Dayton, went to college in Cincinnati, uh, met my husband, and he was working out here. So this is this is where we are Where'd, now. where'd you go in Cincinnati to college? Yeah, Brad's University daughter's... of Cincinnati. Okay, yeah, my daughter's going there this fall. That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know the that. The old Bearcat. So, there we go. Yeah, I'm by default a Bearcat fan now since my daughter's going there. <laughs> I loved it. Loved yeah, it. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I did well, that's not know that. kind of cool to know there. All right, so we've established the Cincinnati heritage. And Nancy, it's so good to meet you here and have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Nancy Ramsey. I'm the executive director for Family Promise. Newly hired. I think I've been there since March. Mm -hmm. Um, Work very closely with the board of directors in in taking care of our mission, which is, I think what drew me to Family Promise was the tagline, every child deserves a home. Mm. Um, And I actually grew up in this community. I'm a Noblesville High School grad, went to Purdue, came back. Boiler up. Um, boiler up, absolutely. <laughs> um, so just the idea of, and I've always been involved in the community. So mm. being involved in this way and in, in a little bit different take rather than just a concerned citizen, but um, helping to move the mission forward and involving children and making sure that they have a home in, in our affluent community yeah. was really important yeah. to me. So I know that you're new to the uh, Family Promise of Hamilton County. Uh, when they were in the process of trying to establish their uh, executive director, uh, I, I, we were kind of waiting along with everyone else like because we were so excited to get involved in there. What was it specifically, do you think, that that you brought to the table that caused them to say, hey, this would is, this is be a great person? What, what intrigued you about this organization and what do you think uh, intrigued them about you as far as your past involvement? I think the The best part, as Amber mentioned, is keeping the families together. And since I grew up in this community, I've been connected. And I'm a graduate of the Leadership Academy. Mm. And that's all about giving back. And um, The Leadership Academy is? Allison Strahlmeyer? Hamilton County Leadership Academy. Um, Best class ever, 2014. (laughs) 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 Um, But, uh, yeah, so that's part of being involved with that is learning about your community and then how to help support and, and uh, grow that community. Um, so I think the thing that drew me to this mainly was my connections 
with businesses and other organizations as well as now this one to collaborate together to um, not duplicate services make sure and this was a unique situation a unique way of serving mm -hmm. where we keep families together and work and collaborate with our congregations within our community mm -hmm. to I provide heard, services yeah i heard rumor and fable you were a part of youth assistance program in sheridan in some I, way or another weren't you i am on the board of the okay. youth assistance program in sheridan as yeah. well yeah, yeah we're, we're good friends with a lot of the people at the youth assistance program and fantastic uh, program oh yeah 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 we're, we 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 tried to to partner with them as much as we can so, yeah. Yeah. So for someone who is not familiar with Family Promise at all, give us just a little bit of a high-level overview as to what the organization is nationally and what it does locally. Okay. Um, Family Promise is uh, a network, if you will. Um, and for Hamilton County specifically, we're a network of congregations 13 different host congregations within our community. Congregations, these are faith-based congregations. Faith-based congregations, yep. um, all faith, In, though. Interfaith, mm -hmm. yeah. Interfaith, yes. yep. Um, and actually, yeah, that's a good point. It, it uh, In Greater Indy, there is a Family Promise affiliate, and there's one in Hendricks County as mm. well. We are the newest one within the country. There mm -hmm. are 204 affiliates across the country, started in 1986 in New Jersey. Um, but w w we bring... Uh, congregations together who actually provide the hospitality part mm. of the program. Um, families will stay at the congregations, actually be housed, fed at the congregations in the evenings, and then we provide at our day center in Noblesville, we provide the wraparound services of whatever is needed by that family, whether it be a job search, resume help, uh, affordable housing help, mm -hmm. um, medical help, find medical services, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. so. Amber, I'll ask you. So if somebody's saying, well, w w don't we already have homeless shelters, especially in Indianapolis? We've got some great homeless shelters already. I feel like there's, you know, already organizations in place. Why are we going to the church for housing families when we already have homeless shelters in place? Correct. So the, the homeless shelters that are already in place do not necessarily keep families together. So that's one of the things that we can offer because we are going to be hosting in congregations. The families will actually stay together. They'll be able to have dinner together. They'll be able to sleep together. They'll just be more of a unit together. Mm, mm. So, which is, like I said, something that the that the homeless shelters can't offer. So the homeless shelters typically will separate the yes. yeah, like men and men women. Shelters, yeah. Women yeah. Shelters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we so, don't have shelters in Hamilton County. Mm. Mm. So that's it's providing a new um, avenue, a new service, but then we're also keeping that family mm. together. So let's let's talk about that for a minute. Either one of you can speak to this. Uh, anybody who's familiar with Hamilton County, if they live in the area, would would recognize it as a very affluent uh, county. It, it's home to a lot of, of very wealthy communities, mm -hmm. and uh, even people from outside the area would recognize this as a very affluent area. So some would say, is is the need even there within this area for housing homeless families? Right. Or is that like a Indianapolis, a, a metro issue? Right. So yes, the need is here. Um, and it's not as obvious as being in Indianapolis. We don't have um, homeless camps set around the county. Uh, what we do have are families that are sleeping together in their cars and parking lots that um, of, of stores or whatever that are open for 24 hours. Hmm. Um, we've got a lot of families that are couch surfing. So they'll stay at grandma and grandpa's for a week and then they'll go over to their friend's house for another week and then they'll go somewhere else the next week. There's just a lot of instability and in hopping around.
child that way. Mm. And there's also a lot of families that are either doubled or tripled up, yeah. not just necessarily moving from family member to family mm. member, but mm. in order to survive or be in the school district that they want to be in, you may have two or even three families all in the same apartment or mm. house mm. Uh, rental property. And that's that's probably a misconception a lot of people have. When they think homelessness, they think of the worst case scenario, which is that person that's on a street corner, you know, holding up right. the cardboard sign, who may or may not even be homeless, as right. a matter of fact. But they're thinking of that example. But uh, this represents individuals that you said, like multiple family units crowded into a place that's not sufficient for everyone there. Right. This represents people who are just in between houses, kind of living for a few weeks out of their vehicle or those type of things. One of the stats that I was looking at that was uh, uh, talking about the idea of eviction, that uh, one in four renter households spend more than 50% of their income on rent and utilities, and that there are... Even if there's not someone who is currently homeless, there are a lot of people, especially even within Hamilton County, um, that are right on the verge of it or just, you know, one bad thing, one bad turn one away. One medical bill. One, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sure, exactly. sure. And that, that one in four is actually the national number. Mm -hmm. I can't speak. I don't have the exact number for Hamilton County, but it's higher than that. Mm. Indiana More. has one of the highest eviction rates in the country. Really? Yeah. Really? That's interesting. Well, we found here just locally, too, that finding affordable housing anywhere is difficult. Like, things difficult. are very expensive for single bedrooms, the whole deal, like yeah. apartments, the whole thing is just very tricky. If so you, the yeah. idea of spending more than 50% of your income for housing is not unusual mm. here at yeah. all. Mm. It's yeah. much higher than the, the 25%. So. Yeah, yeah mm. I believe it. And and think about that. I mean, if we're if you're listening and if you're thinking about your own, if you were to take your own income, you know, annual household income and to take 50 percent or more of that and just kind of like exit out, mm -hmm. what would that even do to your daily life? And you can quickly see how someone just through a few uh, unfortunate circumstances mm -hmm. can find themselves in some really, really challenging places and uh, we, we had this conversation with Sarah that, you know, she was mentioning that that the poverty is not necessarily a lack of resources as much as it is a lack of that support system. So for probably all of us around this table here, if one of us were to have, you know, uh, come on some hard luck, you know, a medical bill or something that would require us for whatever reason to have lost our home we would have people within our network that we could call and, and people that would come around us that could help and support us to yeah. get us through that time. Right. Those resources are there, not necessarily even financial, but from a social support standpoint. A lot of the families that are experiencing these challenges, these challenges are ones who have come on hard time and there is no village around them to help walk them through that. That's right. absolutely correct. Yeah. So Family Promise, in this case, steps in as that village and works through the local congregations to do that. Uh, you, we, we talked earlier about the, um, the youth assistance program. So specifically, since this represents uh, families that are homeless together, so that also brings in the idea of children mm -hmm. who are homeless, who are part of these family units. What are the effects that homelessness or home insecurity, food insecurity has on children growing up in those kind of circumstances? Either one of you. Well, they um, are absent from school more mm. often, of course. Um, they are behind, typically b delayed in their emotional development as well as their educational um, development. Um, and and 
just that the whole insecurity it's kind of that the housing first thing if you can take care of that housing piece then they can work on the on the medical issues or make sure they have their immunizations right. um, current mm. um, work on know that they'll have a space to do homework mm. know where they're going to do their homework you know that's not from one home to the next know where that meal will be served at this table mm. kind of thing so there's a, it's a it's an all encompassing issue mm. that if we can take care of that housing part mm-hmm. piece first, it's kind of a domino effect. Exactly. One thing just keeps affecting others. Exactly. So that makes me think of the story, uh, and it doesn't directly relate. So, but the circumstances are near, like to, like where they used to talk about how kids used to have a hard time sleeping in you know some different areas of the country, and they'd give a, a child a, a piece of bread when he went to bed, mm-hmm. and he would sleep better just because he knew he had something in the morning to mm-hmm. eat. And if you think about it with what you're talking about, like being a, a, a dude in elementary school or something like that, if your bandwidth in your head is thinking about where what's, what is going to happen tonight, where do I go, what right. is going to... You're not thinking about what the teacher's saying. You're distracted as all get out. Right. And we've had those issues in our lives, like probably at a much less grand scale, you know, and have a hard time focusing at work. You know exactly so exactly i i mean that that rings true for me i think i could hear that and then doesn't just break your heart for a little dude yeah or a little yeah. kid you know a student in school. absolutely i mean the impact according to the stats there say that that homeless children or children experiencing homelessness three times more likely to be placed in special education programs eight to nine times more likely to repeat grades 42 percent have dropped out of school at least once and they are seven times more likely to attempt suicide right what that what that connects for all those little strings connect for a lack of hope you mentioned it's actually from a book called sleeping with bread um from it was from world war ii uh, uh, this uh this uh orphanage of children who had been abandoned during the war that couldn't sleep because they were so insecure they didn't know when the you know they'd been moved from house to house and from place to place because of the bombing and stuff and uh this one uh, i believe it was a monastery uh that where the nuns uh gave them those loaves of bread to sleep yeah, with I because heard the story I yeah yeah the and so the idea that the the kids would sleep because they were they were so insecure of where the next meal the next place would come and they could sleep well because they were sleeping with bread and they knew my next meal is taken care of. Yeah. And so really, Hamilton, uh, uh, Family Promise and organizations like this are helping families um, to have the hope to say, there, there, is, there are some options out there. We're going to help you bridge the gap between where you're at right now and where you need to be. And all you need to know is that just this week, you've got, you've got house, housing, you've got meals, and then the next week, and then, and the, then next. the next week, it's, it will be with a different congregation. You'll get to meet new people. Um, but is there yes. a limit to how many, like, uh, when families come in there, are they typically with the, uh, like, maybe nationally, are they with the uh, the organization for multiple weeks at a time? or Each affiliate kind of sets their own uh, parameters, if you will. Um, but I can tell you, like, at the Greater Indy, um, family promise their average length of stay is somewhere in the 62 day range okay um, the one in Hendricks County is a little less than that so our goal I think is to make to 
within 90 days yeah. to be able to have that that's family significant i mean 60 to 90 days that's that's a to good length of time to secure employment and housing sure. and to get all your resources to be successful you mentioned employment so let's talk about this how is family it, it, family promise is not just uh hey we've got a house for or a place for you to stay they're helping to get next steps in place. Absolutely. So specifically with employment, what, how does Family Promise work with uh, individuals in that area? Well, our specific niche, though, is that temporary housing because that's not provided anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And then my idea and what we plan to do is collaborate with Work One. Mm. Work One is in Noblesville in the Ivy Tech building. This is what they do is help provide mm. um, employment search records they have um, they have funding that can help with training and those kinds of things so while we can help them with that uh, resume here at our day center um, we can also refer them to a work one which that is their niche that is what they do is help them find that employment as well so again it's collaborating with those yeah. services that are already existing yeah. to make sure that we're taking care of what we can and then and and uh, enlisting others to help us so well. what, what does a typical day look like for a family that's that's being housed by a congregation I mean are they just waking up hanging out at the church all day so no so they would wake up at the church they'd grab a quick breakfast um, we have a family promise. provided by provided by the church the local congregation uh -huh, yep. the congregation that they're staying with um, they will get it we've got a family promise van so we'll have a volunteer drive the families back to the day center. The day center is where they stay for the day, basically. School buses, when school's in session, will come and pick up the kids. The parents will either be able to leave for work from there or um, look for employment and find all the resources that they need. And then at the end of the day, when the kids come back um, from school, they'll go back to the day, day center. We'll have the van bring the families back to the congregation that they're staying with that week. They will have dinner and um, relax and do homework, settle in, get a good night's sleep, get up the next morning, and the, it's the same process the next day. Mm -hmm. um, the families will be at each congregation from Sunday to Sunday, so Sunday evening to Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. And the great thing, the congregations provide all the meals for the week. Mm -hmm. They have a, a hot dinner um, on the evenings, and then they'll allow them to pack a sack lunch. Yep for the next day that they mm. can take with them. And then there's a grab and go breakfast in the morning. So as they get up and go, so it's like, you know, they're taking the host congregations and all the hospitality that's involved. They're taking care of all those needs, the housing needs, the food needs, uh, family promise provides the transportation. So within that 60 to 90 day time frame, there's no cash outlay necessary from these families mm. to take care of any of those basic needs. Those mm. are all taken care of. At the, and then at the day center, if, you, if I can expand on that a Please. little bit, is once they're there, um, they will have a family advocate working with them on whatever their barriers are, whatever the reasoning is that they might be homeless at this time. Um, but there's also a shower facility there, laundry facilities. Um, they can take care of all those basic needs as well. Um, we have a, a kitchen table with a high chair where they'll be able to have their lunch together kind of thing. So mm. there's a resource room um, that has uh, three different computers that are open to the families to use for their job search and that kind of thing. There's a, um, a playroom right off of that room where the kids can be playing. Our whole premise is it's still a family. The parents are still the parents. Mm. We're not providing daycare services or anything like that you're still your family it's still up to you to take care of that so everything is kind of the eyesight earshot if your child is at the day center then you need to be responsible for keeping track of your child just like you would be if you were in your home yeah
Mm. And we have a kind of a lounge area with a, a big screen TV for Colts games on Sundays mm. or whatever. The families, you know, can just relax on the weekend there as well. Nice, nice. Now, Amber, uh, you and I are both involved with the uh, the Interfaith Alliance there, and so we've connected there, and I've you've kind of cast a vision for that a yeah. little bit more there. But specifically, uh, as we mentioned from the beginning, you've been passionate about your church um, and getting other churches to be involved in this. If somebody's listening and they're from a, a faith-based background, some kind of a faith community, mm-hmm. why specifically, if you were trying to cast this vision, why should they be involved in being either a host congregation or trying to be involved in an organization like this? Why wouldn't you want to be involved in it? <laughs> I'm um, asking that. I can't uh, yeah. think of anything that's more th- beautiful than right. than stepping in and, and filling this role. It's sure. something that's needed and um yeah, really, I don't know why why you wouldn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, if somebody is listening and you do belong to a congregation that you think your space is too small, um, likely it's not. I, I have a very small space in, in our church. Um, we are going to get pretty creative when, when we host. Um, and if you absolutely cannot host, but you still want to be involved, we need support congregations like crazy. Mm. So, and then the support congregations can volunteer at the host sites, or mm. they can volunteer at the day center. We're we're going to need an army of volunteers. So, there's many ways to get involved. And there's mm. other programs. Each family gets a pillow and a blanket and a laundry bag mm-hmm. when they check in, when they enroll with us before mm-hmm. they go to that congregation. Um, we could use a support congregation or a support group, even if it's just you know. Um, a, I don't know, a social club or something in the area that they would be the ones that would always supply us with the laundry bags or be in charge of always making sure we have enough pillows on. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's just a ton of ways um, to be involved, whether you're a congregation or a faith based organization or even a business Mm -hmm. that decides that their social responsibility is to take care of children Mm -hmm. in our community. Mm -hmm. um, Please check in with us because we'll find ways to plug you in with our mission and, and our and our organization to do that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anybody, if you were to ask him point blank, would say that they don't care about homelessness as, a, as an issue or they wouldn't want to do something to support homeless families. But when the rubber meets the road, it's it's interesting. Um, it can almost be a little discouraging, I think, because Matt, we've yeah. talked about this, <clears throat> that, that how difficult it can be to get churches behind something like this, because there's a yeah. host of excuses, like yes. you mentioned, right? Yeah, like, yes. and I have friends who might listen to this, and so I hope I don't offend any of my friends, but like, the, the reality is, is that God's given us, a, you know, a stewardship within our local communities, and then, you know, sometimes we create these programs and then we don't have room, mm-hmm. like, you, mm-hmm. you can't create space for some families to come use your space, like, for we, four weeks a yeah, year. Like, and <laughs> right, I, I love right. how, I mean, just for those of you who are listening, Inspire is engaging in this. And so if you're a member of Inspire and you've been under a rock for the last eight months, <laughs> uh, we are doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about it like almost every week here at Inspire. And uh, we've got a, when we when we first mentioned it to our people, Nancy wasn't even hired yet. So we're like, oh yeah, they're going to get a director. And like we did like the hurry up and wait because we got all pumped up. We shared it with our people and the response was overwhelming. Like, We've started things here a lot, hmm. and n- never before have we had as many people as we did when we started talking about a family promise come forward and be like, with questions, and mm-hmm. I want to be a part of this, and mm-hmm. how can I help, and what are some roles, and and have you thought about this, and like all sorts of stuff, and so like 
we've got like a, a small army here uh mobilized ready to go like and they're pumped up for our week of hosting when we host in july and and uh like it's not a hard sell we just have to create space right, right. like uh -huh. we if you don't create the space for it like you it won't happen and and you know there's a challenge i think that churches have to like think through about like what do you what is you what do you have space for and is the stuff you have space for worth you know can it be adjusted for one week out of the year or right. one week a quarter um and uh you know and like i love how you said like it doesn't have to be a big space or a glamorous space dear goodness we're an old lumber yard <laughs> if you've never been to inspire church first of all come visit us we'd love to have you um, but <laughs> second of all like like this is an old lumber yard when we first moved into this space and renovated it there were raccoons living in this joint like it, it is not the most glamorous of space it's clean so yes. it is clean. Yes, for, for the families coming to stay with us in July, there will be no raccoons. <laughs> no raccoons during exactly. the visit. There. And we, no longer do you <laughs> need to worry about them. <laughs> my my favorite joke is like, no longer do you need to be worried about being up to date on your shots. Like you're you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but but uh, it's come a long way, and it's not the flashiest, but it's functional. Yeah. And man, I think that we can be creative. Uh, you guys have a great space. You've got a lot of classroom space that you can use during the week for bedrooms. Yeah. So I think you guys, I think you guys have got really an ideal space for this. Yeah. We had Did a, you hear her say that? Yeah, I do. I, 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 I really like do. I really do. <laughs> we had another um, congregation that, as they spoke about it early on, um, defines it as doing a mission trip here at home. Yeah. Mm. You know, for mm -hmm. that week, you're on a mission trip. You yeah. are hosting yeah. families in your congregation. Mm. This is our way of serving. You know, you don't have to travel to somewhere else you can do your mission trip right here at home. Yeah. I thought that was really a great way to to yeah. present I don't, that. I don't know where our like so in, in, here locally and uh we're hoping to raise awareness about the whole thing. So like uh if we can gather more congregations to be a part that'd be fantastic. And I don't know, but I feel like that would be a big ask. Like that might be a difficult part of the job is getting congregations because without them, where do they stay? Um yep. so uh, but I had a fear that like, I was like, oh yeah, we'll be able to feed these people because like, our people love to eat. I mean, we'll be feeding people for days. I had a fear that the, one of the asks that we make as a part of the program is that we have to have a male and a female present that stays the night. And I just had this fear like, oh, that's going to be a hard ask. Right. That's going to be difficult. And I, I, Sarah, who's our point person who's helping lead that team, has not communicated to me that we're having much trouble filling that. And that's got me pumped up, too, because I was like, mm -hmm. I really did. I thought, oh, gosh, no one's going to want to stay. Like, they'll do well, all sorts of stuff Well, sometimes that like is that. the hardest volunteer spot yeah. to fill. But, I mean, really, all you have to do is show up and sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really do <laughs> yeah. anything. Uh, the families are the there. families yeah, taking they're... care of themselves. They just need a place, You know, unless a you need to find to a Band-Aid for someone. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you should know where that is pretty quick and easy anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, but it, I like how you phrase that. Like, it is kind of like a missions trip at home where, mm -hmm. like, you give up your bed and you go on a missions sure. trip. You give up your... Yeah, you're not expecting to sleep on a nice, comfortable memory foam bed when you're on a missions trip, right? But you will get that with Family Promise. You, yeah. <laughs> Our cots are memory foam. Oh, are they? Really yes. Nice. Oh, they're nice. Really I did not nice. know that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Okay, they're now we're going to have people on an army fight. Cot. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening yeah. and not on board with staying all night, now you should be. <laughs> Memory foam cots. Yeah, and what's you gonna... can bring, if you're a volunteer, you can bring your own pillow and blanket if you want. So sure, not I, sure. 
But, uh, you know, uh, from a from a faith based perspective, I love that this organization connects with houses of worship to house these people, because I, I just keep going back to there should be nothing easier to get people behind and rally people around than this. I mean, specifically for from the Christian perspective, you know, that we represent, Jesus spent a lot of time talking about how that the kingdom of God is available for the last and the lost and the least, the very underside of society that gets overlooked and forgotten. And he spent a lot of time challenging the religious leaders of his day to stop focusing on the people who were affluent and the people that could give them responses for what they did um, and to instead focus on those who were being overlooked, yes. specifically in his case, in his day, children were, you know, kind of a, a non-essential part of society until you grew up and, and attained adulthood. You were kind of like, you know, get out of the way. You're a bother. Jesus went out of his way to say, you know, that, that famous, you know, uh, example, let the little children come to yeah. me. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And we recognize that Family Promise represents more than just children, but at the very heart of it, there's there's families coming through mm-hmm. with children. And if we, specifically as Christian congregations, uh, if we can't get behind helping families with children in their time of need who are who are in between circumstances like that, I don't know what else we can. Because, you know, as, to go back to what Paul says, Paul's, you know, there but for the grace of God go I Mm -hmm. each and every one of us can think of points and times in our life that man had that job not come through at just that moment had that paycheck not arrived when it did you know our lives could take a drastically different turn absolutely right or the transmission goes out in your car and you can't get to work I mean there's just all those things that absolutely it's like so many are just one instance away from being in a situation where they would um, Mm. hope that someone would be there to help support and get them back on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, if there's, if there's any challenge that we can, we can make here in this episode, regardless of your involvement with family promise, which we would love to encourage you to get involved and get behind there is to remember, you know, one of my favorite little framed pieces we have here at inspire says that someone else is praying for the things you take for granted to recognize that those things that we do just by muscle memory every day from waking up and turning on the kettle and making our coffee to our breakfast that we ate without even thinking about it or or picked up just you know with a plastic and a drive-through you know and, and we get it and we go all these things that we take for granted are something that someone else somewhere even close to us mm-hmm. is struggling with and thinking about how am I even going to do this? How am I going to pay that bill that is hanging over me? Where are my kids going to sleep yeah. next week? And to think about that challenge of, you know, re- remembering where we've come from and remembering the things that we take for granted on a daily basis. Yeah, Just so. drive through your community and kind of open your eyes. Don't have your blinders on that you typically do on your normal commute. Um, I have found that I grew up here, like I said, I grew up in a farming community right here, Um, but I see my community with different eyes. When you become more aware of the Mm -hmm. situations that are out there, then you can start to see those and how that you can be a part of of alleviating those issues for for families. Mm -hmm. 
right. Any last thoughts here before we wrap up this episode? This has been a great conversation so far. Be, so I think it'd be worthwhile to like point people to where one, if you want to be a part of it as a church, where do they go? And then two, uh, there may be people who listen who are, but can't participate in the housing or whatever, but would like to, you know, give financially or donate to Family Promise. Where do they where do they go with that sort of stuff? Well, you can hit our website, which is www.fpohc.org. That's the first letters of Family Promise of Hamilton County. Okay. Um, we have a Donate Now button. We have a Get More Information button. If you even happen to know of a family that's in need, there's a place that you can contact us to refer a family in need. Mm. Um, if I could do one quick please. thing, yeah. um, because we're serving families with the goal of um, them graduating mm-hmm. from the program and finding affordable, sustainable housing within our community. If you happen to be um, own rental properties or a property manager of some sort, please get in touch with me because we can offer um, our families actually go through an aftercare or graduation program or keeping mm. the promise. We are not quite sure what mm. to call it yet, mm. but they will stay in touch with us on a monthly basis for mm. 18 months to 24 months, actually, I just to that. make sure that they're on track and they're they're getting the things they need. And if they have another hiccup, how can we help you take care of that hiccup? So in a sense, I think that would be comforting to a, a landlord in that, yes, I would like to to help this situation in our community and also know that Family Promise is going to help that mm. family mm. stay in my in my rental property. So if you happen to be a landlord that would like to work with our program, please reach out to me. Uh, my email address is nancyramsey at fpohc.org. Okay, very good. It's got like a little jingle to it. Fpohc.org. Can I just say something please. too? And if you're a congregation, if you're a place of worship, a synagogue or a mosque, and you want to be more involved, please, please, please reach out to us. Currently, we have 10 congregations that are hosting. Um, ideally, we have 13, and that would mean that each place would host for four weeks a year. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the 10 idea. out of all of Hamilton County. That's 10 out of all of Hamilton County. I don't even Hamilton know the County. stats on how many churches are in Hamilton County. but It's a lot. There's a <laughs> lot of them out there. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, if you can't, if you're, if you really legitimately don't have the space to host, there's many other ways that we can get you involved. Sure. Or even if you think, well, I want to see what this looks like, get in touch with mm-hmm. me or Amber and we can take you to the host congregation mm-hmm. of the week and yeah. they can mm-hmm. see how the room is set up yeah. and how it kind of all flows. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're listening, if you're part of a just a congregation, you're just a regular attender, uh, you are one of the best connections to this organization because I can tell you, man, I can tell you as pastors, there's nothing more powerful than someone from within the church saying, I'm passionate about this. Yes. I want to see this happen and I'm willing to take the lead on it. I mean, specifically in, in our church, Sarah, uh, her her grandma was involved in Family Promise for years, so she had a, a deep heartstring pull uh, towards this organization. And so from the get-go, she was just like, we're going to do whatever we have to do to make this happen, and I want to take the lead on it. So yeah, and, so and powerful. When we had our first meeting, this this might bring joy to you just because you don't get to see all of the ins and outs of what happened here at Inspire. But, so Sarah says that her grandma... Who her grandma just passed away in the last year, yeah. um, so that's already deeply emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Her grandma used to run this at her church, and she did it basically all by herself for years. Wow. And so Sarah was like, "We're doing it regardless." 
uh, and she didn't have to convince Brad and I. We were like, oh, yeah, we'll do this. And this is right down our alley at Inspire. But she just had this, like, I don't know if anybody's going to be a part of it with me or not. But we put out the, you know, the cry. We talked about it. And we had, like, a great response in our first meeting. She's just crying. Because she was so pumped up about yeah. being able to serve and, mm. you know, yes. seeing people be you know, be able to come alive around something that brings her heart so much joy, you know. And to honor her grandmother. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. service and so, as well. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think you would need near the size team we have, but <laughs> Sarah has so much response. Like she's got, I think she's got like an inventory team, like mm -hmm. people that are just going through and making sure we have all the inventory we need. Like, so it doesn't have to be that grand, but I'll tell you what, it's kind of exciting here at our church because uh, again, it's baked into the DNA of our church to, this is like right in down our alley. Or upper alley, however that phrase goes. Up, down, inside. There you go. <laughs> Through our, I don't know, yeah. but uh, but I think that there's. I, I like how you said that. Like, if you're if you're a friend of mine, you pastor a church. Brad and I love to talk to you about it, and uh, there may even be ways for you to be able to to engage with what's happening here at Inspire and not host. Mm -hmm. Maybe and, provide or, pizza night on Friday yeah, night absolutely. for the families, yeah. and that absolutely. way that way you know we get the congregations collaborating together, and sure. that'd yeah. be awesome. We had a uh, and this is. I think I can say this, and if I'm wrong, forgive me, people. Uh, but I do know the the last I talked, we have one gal who's just going around soliciting like donations from businesses, and five guys here in Carmel mm -hmm. is donating one meal. That's at, fantastic. That that's amazing. Stay. And I'm going to make sure that. that that's the night that I'm volunteering <laughs> so that I can get a good five guys burger there. That's uh. So if you own a business, a restaurant, really awesome. feeds, you yeah. know, she's work. We got yeah. a gal who's doing all sorts of stuff with that. So yeah. there's yep. there's just all sorts of ways. Lots to Lots of ways to be involved. And as a reminder too, it's important to remember that that this kind of work, any type of relief work, is messy. It's mm -hmm. not clean. And, and by messy, I mean that it's not like a family goes through the program 60, 90 days, they graduate, and then everything just starts turning up roses and they move forward. These type of these type of relief and assistance based organizations require an understanding that that you have to get your hands dirty and recognize that it's, that it's a long journey. Right. And we're just called to do our part whatever that may be, and to try to help that family move forward and give them the tools and the resources. It's going to look different for everyone, of course. Flexibility has become our number one <laughs> mm. you know, mantra at mm. this point because each family is going to be different and have different needs. Mm -hmm. And yes, we have our program and here's what you do at this time and all of that. But sometimes that's going to need to be tweaked depending on the family because we are serving them, right? Mm. Or their job situation or whatever. So it's kind of important. Uh, the board president wanted to get me a rubber band so I would, could snap mm. that when I needed to be reminded <laughs> sure. to be flexible sure. kind of thing. Sure. So. Yeah. And to see that it evolves. I mean, we it's, mentioned this in the last uh, podcast, but uh, the book, one of my favorite books on that subject is When Helping Hurts. And how we need to change our perspective on what it means to yeah. provide assistance yeah. and to uh, to grow that. But uh, that's been a enough of a great conversation to uh, to kind of wet your whistle if you're kind of new to this idea of family uh, promise. So hopefully you've you've learned something. Hopefully there's some areas where you're feeling challenged to be involved, whether through your local church or just through the organization locally here. Uh, or if you're listening across the country, uh, there's, you said over 200 affiliates yes, there. Yes, 204, I believe. 204 affiliates. And, uh, and familypromise.org, the main website, has some great resources on there as well. That would be a great way to learn more about homelessness uh, in your area, wherever that may be. We so, need three more church congregations. Three more churches That's locally right. here in Hamilton County. And then uh, 
Yeah. So can I just point out that there are only two in Westfield yeah. that are that are host congregations, mm. so. and both of them are represented around <laughs> the table here. So uh, yeah. yeah, lots of lots of opportunities to step up there. Um, well, we're so excited to to be involved ourselves as a church. We're excited to have this conversation with you and and hopefully introduce you to some uh, new people. And then for those who are already familiar with family, family promise here within our church or those listening there to just get to hear a little bit more of your story and your hearts and your passion behind this. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank uh, you. Amber from being on the board, Nancy for serving as the executive director. Thank and you. Uh, we're just thrilled to have you in here. So we appreciate can... everything you guys have done and, and will continue to do. So. Oh yeah. We're just getting started. Yeah. Just getting started. So, well, we may be just getting started, but this episode is just wrapping up. So uh, we will use this opportunity to say thank you so much for listening and subscribing there on all the places you can get your podcast for the Fresh Take podcast. This has been another great conversation with a fresh take and a fresh look at the issue of homelessness. I'm Brad Ruggles. And I'm Matt Gaylor. Thanks for joining us.